This is the Influencers Network Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries. And uh, I'm here at the home office again with uh, with our founder, Rocky Fleming. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning, Brian. And uh, today's topic is... Uh, is about our 40 days of Thanksgiving. And I, I, I hope most of you out there listening get our emails, uh, which uh, we, we call it Abide. It's a daily email. And, and if you're not on our email list, I encourage you to go to our website and sign up. And it's it's just about helping you continue on your journey. And so we, we have a daily scripture and we have podcasts that we let you know about and also devotionals. But if you're on that list, you've probably been noticing a, uh, a 40 day of Thanksgiving campaign or I don't know what you want to call it, but uh, but we want to tell you a little bit about why, how that evolved and, and what we're trying to accomplish and, and just maybe stir your thoughts up toward uh, praise as we head into Thanksgiving season. And there's the Thanksgiving holiday, but there's also just an ongoing Thanksgiving that a, that a disciple should have on their lips, I think. Right, Rocky? Right. So once you uh, set it up, Rocky, for... Uh, you know, our last 40 days of prayer was was uh, after Easter. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that first and then have, what led into this. Well, Brian, uh, there have been other ministries that have, have had a prayer emphasis and have done a better job than we have, but we wanted to join them. Mm-hmm. And uh, the 40-day uh, prayer uh, initiative came about by a simple request, and that is a friend of mine, ours, uh, has great concern about his family members uh, and uh, some of them don't know the Lord, and it, it weighs heavily on them. And he's, he he uh, had heard about forty days of prayer and said, "Well, I'd like he'd like to do that for his family." And I said, "Well, I'll join you, and uh, let me join you on that, so you won't be alone in it." And that's where it began. And then uh, we were coming up on Easter, and uh, and I began to go through that contemplative time in Easter and, and thinking about it and preparing for it and what you do is you get into the moment you try to you try to look through the grid of the of the disciples and the events of the period and what Jesus was saying and, and what he was modeling and and we have that ability now to look back in retrospect and see all that went on and back then they didn't have that retrospect view all they had to deal with was here now but here's one thing that that became a real emphasis to me as I began to look at that, after his crucifixion and after his resurrection, he remained, uh, it says, 40 days mm. before he ascended. And I got to thinking about that. Now, if I had been a disciple, that would have been 140 days of joy. Mm. Seeing him show up, hearing him talk, uh, knowing that he conquered the grave, that he was the fulfillment of all the, the promises. He is the promise that was fulfilled. And, and, I, and I, I got to thinking that, you know, we had just gone into 40 days of, uh, or the East, of Easter, and why not continue that 40 days just like they did before the ascension? Why not, why not we have 40 days of resurrection prayer? Hmm. And that's how it was built. 
that we would continue to pray for 40 days. And because of the initiation by my friend who wanted to pray for his family, that's when we began to focus on our families, to intercede for our families, uh, people in our life. And then we invited uh, across the nation influencers to join us if they could not be here physically to do so at times, at time zones uh, that, could, that, that would adjust. Uh, and uh, but what we did is that we met here in the office and we put up a, a war war board uh, battle board which was putting a re- prayer requests all over the office here and we had people coming in and they were praying and literally laying hands on those names that they didn't even know and um, and it was such a beautiful contemplative time that when when we entered into that time in our office, it, it almost took us to um, an inner chamber experience. That the world was on the outside and that we were in a very special place with, with God. Uh, our prayers were tender, tearful, um, vibrant, uh, and many of them we saw answers to. Many of them. Reconciliations, healings, uh, I, I, I can't get into it because there were a lot of them around here. There were a lot in my own family and your family. So uh, after that uh, 40 days, uh, we, the, those of us who did it will be forever changed. Uh, it helped us to enter into a new place in our prayer life that is a far away from the maddening crowd, even in the midst of a crowd, if you know what I mean. We're able to tune out and tune in with the Lord in, in such a way that clutter doesn't bother us anymore. And I think that's, that's what it taught me to do, is to be able to have that inner place with Him. So uh, we went through uh, the next several months. We heard a lot of great stories. And then the next thought that I had, and I, and I ran it up the flagpole to you and others, and that is... You know, uh, we had 40 days of requests, but uh, have we ever thought about giving 40 days of thanks? And, um, and, I, and I was reminded of the leper who came back. Ten lepers were healed. Not, uh, they, ten left, but one came back, and he was a Samaritan. Samaritans always were the good guys for some <laughs> reason in Jesus' model, and that slapped in the face of the Jews all the time. But... The fact is, is that he, there was a powerful lesson. When Jesus says, weren't there 10 and only one came back? And I said, I don't want to be that one of those nine that don't come back. I want to be that one that comes back. And that was the next thought, and that is, well, why not? We're going to have Thanksgiving coming up uh, in November. Why not have a 40-day buildup? to Thanksgiving. And that's why we came up with 40 days of thankfulness. Now, Brian, uh, as we began to lay that thing out, as we did before, the uh, what I did before was we, we realized it needed to be about prayer, but we needed to give them a little bit of a an insight, scriptural insight about things to pray for. And so I wrote little uh, vignettes that were used to, uh, to stir a person to prayer. 
and so this time I did the same thing. But as, as you know, we began to talk about that. And uh, I came up with the thought that uh, we need to have 40 reasons for, thank, for thankfulness. 40 reasons. And uh, honestly, uh, I could go with a million reasons. I mean, you, every time you think, you can think of something else. And so I, I knew that it had to be 40, though, because we had 40 days. And so, and so I put together the 40 days, and I listened to him on that. Now, I've been going through this just like anybody else would. Every day I would pick out a reason and the scripture that's attached to that reason, and I would pray uh, thankfulness for that reason, but at the same time, I would journal through it. Because the journaling for me is another form of prayer. It's where the scripture speaks to me, and I really contemplate, meditate on it. What does it mean? And, And then I pray back an answer, a reply to the Lord creates communication, communion. Today's, uh, uh, on my reading plan today was uh, wisdom. Thank God for wisdom. And I began to reflect on that and realize that I really haven't, I don't have anything to offer. But what has happened is that God has given me a download of wisdom, his wisdom. And I know it's him, I don't know it's not me, it's him. And I don't want to get, let anything get in the way of him being able to deliver his wisdom. And that began to shape in me several years ago about the value of a soul, uh, being, having a healthy soul. But now it's, it has is, it is moved into our leadership structure, our governing boards and our regional boards and our staff, is that we believe that if they're going to lead, then they've got to be able to have the wisdom from God to lead. And the only way you can have the wisdom from God is to be able to really hear him. You have to walk with him, and you have to have a soul-healthy condition. So all of this has flowed from experience with him. And as I look back, I realize that everything I've written or everything I've spoken, uh, it wasn't from the wisdom of a man. It wasn't that at all. It was the wisdom of God that he was able to deliver uh, through an ordinary guy. I'm just a messenger, a messenger. It's all I am, just an ordinary guy, a messenger. But it's his wisdom that is flowing. And uh, so that's kind of the foundation for it. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> I was just thinking about uh, I witnessed what you talked about, the 40 days of prayer. I was here at the office yeah. in the, around the prayer room and I was participating. And, and, but, I, but I would say that I witnessed you more than anyone else pouring your heart out, you know, with tears and, you know, just, you're just heartfelt watching you pray was inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And, and you reflected with me a few times about that. And I, if I'm not mistaken, one of the biggest messages you got out of that 40 days was was thankfulness mm-hmm. or gratefulness. Yeah. You know, so this kind of ties in, it I does. think. So so talk about that a little bit. I just wanted to hear you talk a little bit about and you I think you said to me, you know, you're 73 years old, but but this is one of the greatest lessons or something that you're learning right now mm-hmm. is that just the power of, of gratefulness or something. Talk about yeah. that a little bit. The power of thankfulness, yeah. And you know, I think a thankful spirit is a thankful spirit now, not just being thankful, but having a thankful spirit. 
a thankful attitude, a thankful, thankful perspective, which is also grateful. So if we're thankful and we're grateful for God's love for us, then it's going to live, its, live itself out through us to others, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got the, the shape of the cross. You have the vertical and the horizontal dimensions of the cross. And, and when we are right with him, then it's going to live itself out to others. And I think that we, we, we go through our Christian life all the time trying to get, find the magic key, you know, the key to unlock the door to, okay, to, to know God's will or to do God's will or to be great for God or to, you know, be uh, worthy of his love. I guess sometimes we think that, which we can't ever be worthy of his love, but we're made worthy of his love because of what Jesus has done for us. We've never done anything to earn it is what I'm saying. But I think that we're always kind of wired with looking for the magic formula. That first domino, that you hit that domino and it starts falling and everything else follows. And Brian, I think, I think the Lord showed me with my life that the first domino was thankfulness. That not just thank, being thankful, but having a, a, a permeating spirit of gratitude and thankfulness for the relationship that he has given me, for the intimacy that we experience together, for the the comfort that he gives to me, the many answered prayers for people that I love more than my own life, to see him taking care of them and loving them is uh, creates thankfulness and gratitude. And in our in, in that particular time right there, we were going something uh, through something with Sally Jewell, our our little granddaughter who had a brain tumor, and um, and and a lot of people have heard the story, so I won't get into it. But we, but I can see that it was a miraculous move of God to remove the tumor, and the transition back into normalcy has been rather slow for the family because it was a frightening time for them. But I think that that might have been part of the tears that was going on. Um, that's what triggered it anyway. And then I began to go around the room and I began reading a lot of the requests out there, uh, seeing some of the pain that was out there, some of the concern for family members and all the other things that, that we saw around here. And I think it, I think it just emotionally engaged me. And, you know, that's the other thing I think that happens. Uh, Brian, you know, uh, I, I was a pretty tough guy, uh, hard-hearted growing up, tough guy. And, uh, and, and was, you know, not going to be vulnerable to too many people. And it's just one of that aspects of that fallen nature that, that I have and that I grew up with. And... You know, I uh, I think uh, tears for me were something that I didn't want. I didn't want that happening, man. <laughs> uh, especially, I didn't want anybody seeing it. And uh, and I, you know, I've been very private about that. But I think the Lord uh, gave me the freedom to understand that you know that sometimes tears are from sadness, and sometimes tears are from gladness. <laughs> and I was having tears of gladness that was going on. Mm. Well, you know, I was, I'm just thinking about um, 
I, I think you talked about this too with me, maybe just with me, but about thankfulness no matter what's going on, you know, in your life. And and I was remembering a time that I was, you were there, I think, with, uh, we got to be with Don Leach and Dean Kearns. They were the founders of Day Spring Greeting Cards. Right. And we asked Don, who I think he was 82 or 84 at the time, we asked him to lead us in a little devotional time before we prayed. And he cracked out uh, this verse in Hebrews says uh, it's in Hebrews uh, 13, 13, uh, or 13, 15. There, through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that confess his name. Yeah. And, and he said, he said, so what's a sacrifice of praise? And, and he put forth this idea that praising God for something that you really wish was not in your life, that you, a situation or whatever that you hate and you wish it would be gone, but you choose to praise him. He said, that's a sacrifice because it's painful. Mm -hmm. A sacrifice is painful. And so I think it's the same spirit of what you're talking about is a spirit of, of thankfulness no matter what's going on. And even more so, it's it's a worship to God when we can thank him, even for things that we wish weren't in our life. What, what do you think about that? Well, I agree uh, with it, and I, you know, maybe break it down a little bit. Uh, when you were talking, I was thinking about in the chapter, uh, in, uh, the verse in James that says, "Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials." Right. Well, whoa, <laughs> who in the world wants to, you know, step up for a bunch of trials and say, "Man, thank you for them." It's an act of faith in it. Mm -hmm. But but you have to understand the rest of the passage there because it says that that. Trials are used to build our perseverance and our faith and our character, and that does not disappoint. So it's like, okay, I'm going through this, but the benefit of it, which is un unseen and hidden, it's out there. Now, can I look through the problem and look on the other side of the problem and see Jesus standing behind it? Mm. It's a matter of perspective, a matter of, of, of looking at it that way. And, and of course, you know, uh, there are so many passages that deal with, you know, we're going to have trials, but God has overcome the world, and uh, we're 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 just coming through this world. We're just passing through this world. We're like everybody else. We're going to have them. But the but the the big question's been answered for a child of God, and that is, this place is temporary. Mm. You know, uh, if 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 I am a non-believer then the best I'll ever have in my life will be in this world, and the worst follows. Mm. But if I'm a follower of Christ, the worst my life will have will be in this world, and the best will follow. Now, we get about 80 years in this life. We've got an eternity in the other one. I'm going for the other. Mm -hmm. Now, isn't that a good reason why we would be thankful? Mm -hmm that we know that everything's covered, that, that, that we got to get through this time. We, we've got to endure. We've got to persevere. But in doing so, there's something magnificent that occurs. We are reshaped. We're transformed. And we help other people. We build the kingdom. And we feel God's delight. And uh, yes, I think I think that if we if we mully grub through life, it's because we are letting life beat us up. We're not we're not we're not overcoming life with our perspective that this is a limited period of time. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is this: God is sovereign. Now you know uh, he gets a bad rap a lot of times when people say, "Well, if God is a loving God, why does He allow this and why does He allow that? And why does 
you know, things that are bad happened and all this, that, and the other. But you know what? I'm tired of that. We need to give credit to the one that credit is due, and that's the work of Satan. Mm. That's not the work of God. Mm. God gave us an escape plan. That's right. And he is promising us a life that will not have those things. But while we're here, we're under Satan's domain, mm. bottom line. But we operate under God's sovereignty. And so nothing's going to come at us unless he allows it. And if he allows it, it's going to be for a greater purpose. Now, can I, by faith, rejoice in that? Mm. Can I thank, thank him for uh, the trials that come my way? Uh, be joyful in all circumstances. It's a, it's, it, it takes a real act of courage. Mm. Uh, and, but believe me, I tell you, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the, the life of disciple. Well, let me, let me just bring up a real-life example. You know my, my little girl, Meredith, yeah. who just turned 10 on Sunday. Uh, we discovered she's got a stenosis in her artery from her, the heart to her kidney. And that and that she was born with that, apparently, and it's causing high blood pressure, you know. And so, as you know, I'm telling this for the benefit of the audience, but you know this, Rocky, but uh, we've been treating her with blood pressure medicine and and it, it just creates a little anxiety for your little little girl. You don't want her to have to be on medicine and all that. But I was putting Mary at the bed last night and I was reading her one of our verses uh, from from yesterday. And it was about how we're fearfully and wonderfully made, you know, knit together in our mother's womb, Psalm 139. And Meredith just looked at me and she said, so God God chose to make me with high blood pressure? And she was just asking me that question. And I was yeah. like, well, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't think God wants her to have high blood pressure. But but if he's allowing it, you know, it's for a greater good, you know. And, and we, there's, I tried to just stumble through it a little bit. But I just, yeah, and she wasn't like tormented by it. She was just throwing an innocent question out, you know, because mm-hmm. she has more faith than I do probably. Uh, and uh I just said there's things we're not going to understand, and I still believe God can heal you. And sometimes when we have things like that, it's just he uses it as an opportunity to show his glory when he goes and heals you later, you know. Uh, what, any thoughts on that as a as a grandfather in the faith to, to a girl, little girl like that? Well, I, I again, you know, we've had, we've had situations around us, and I've had to comfort my daughter by saying that God, God's got her. God's got her little girl. And, uh, and I have to believe that about my daughter and her family and all of my children. I have 11, got 12, no, 10, got 11 coming. And uh, so, um, yeah, I, I just think that we, we're not going to have a perfect life uh, because we live in an imperfect world. Um, I, I wish that Meredith didn't have that. Uh, I do believe that God has a grand design on our life. I do believe he knits us together in our mother's womb. I do believe the scripture in Psalm 139 that says, wonderful am I made, wonderful are your works. Uh, I believe it says there that God knows our days before we ever have one. So, you know, I mean, I've had a lot of surgeries, uh, but in all of those things, I've been blessed by the pain of it uh, and all the things that have gone along with it. It debilitated me. I know firsthand that I couldn't be the man that I am today had I not gone through those medical challenges that I had. Now, Meredith might not be the the woman that God wants to make her unless she lives with a condition which is almost a thorn in the flesh. 
Mm-hmm. We don't know about those things. It's mysterious. We know this, that God loves us, and he has a plan. And can we trust him? Mm. Not with the, We don't have to know the details. All we have to need, know is that he's got us. And, uh, and you can be assured that he has her. Well, and I had a thought this morning. I was reflecting on it this morning, and I thought if everything was perfect all the time, we wouldn't really think we needed God. You know, I mean, and, and, and that would happen in the Garden of Eden. They had it, that was perfect world. And then guess what? They didn't think they needed God, and they tried to do, you know, trump him up by getting yeah. more knowledge or whatever. Um, and so I, I think there's something to all that of just dri- it drives us toward the Lord, and it will drive, it's driving Meredith to the Lord even now at 10 years old. There, yeah. Now, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it could very well create a, a spiritual depth in that little girl. Uh, far greater than than what you could imagine because of the condition. It ha- it works that way, and we have to turn those conditions to the Lord. And you know, maybe he'll he'll choose to heal her. I pray that he will. Mm-hmm. Uh, I pray that she'll have a normal life. I pray that if it's not exactly normal, that it'll be adjusted to be a wonderful, good life. Uh, I pray that it will be a life that brings honor to God. Mm-hmm. I pray that she will know him and walk with him. Mm. And I can tell you, one day she will have a perfect body, mm-hmm. as we all will. That's right. And we can't, we can't put too much into this world. We have to look at this as an opportunity uh, to, uh, to even grow up. These are the kind of things that help us grow up spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it's training grounds for that. Uh, you know, and so... Uh, the bottom line is thankfulness. Uh, I think it's an act of faith to be thankful when we really don't have a reason to, other than we trust God. We know that He's good. We know He has a plan, and and we'll wait on Him. Well, and I think I think you said this earlier, and I think this is so true. The more we give ourselves to start thinking about the things we have to be thankful for, the list gets really long. Yeah. I mean, if we if we just get honest with God, we have a lot to be thankful for. And self-pity fades away. That's right. That's right. Because, you know, oftentimes we come to God with complaint because we feel like we deserve better. Mm-hmm. And, and we just act like spoiled kids often. But what happens when we get to the point where we can look at how merciful, how good he's been to us and take time, really take time to look at the details of our life, to look back over our life, look at the signposts where he revealed himself. We worked us through a situation that he moved us along in our journey, mm. stepping side by side with those times. You know, footprints on the beach type thing. Mm. And yeah, I know everybody knows that story about the two sets of footprints. And then when they asked the Lord, God was asking, and it went to one set of footprints. And, and the Lord was showing him that, uh, that we were on the beach and I was walking side by side with you. Mm. And then the man asked Jesus, he says, well, it's only one set of footprints there. Why did you leave me? He said, I didn't leave you. That's where I carried you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're, we're our, uh, being carried by the Lord many times that we don't realize it. Mm. There are a lot of invisible, unknown blessings that are coming to us, and we're not even aware of them. We get so busy, we don't even—we take it for granted. Mm-hmm. 
So what we do is, and this is why we have 40 reasons. The 40 reasons is to sit down and let's think about it. Mm-hmm. Let's just think about it. The world we live in, the life we have, the body we have, the spirit we've been given, the wisdom God gives us, the provision God gives us, times and times and times that we've seen him. And am I going to be guilty of being one of those men who did not come back Mm. to thank him? Mm. And I pray that I will not. Mm. And so that's the purpose of this is to help our uh, fellow influencers to be able to be stimulated Mm to look back over their life and understand that reason, connect with it, and then praise their king. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, thank you, Rocky. Um, well, for all of you out there, if you want to follow along, like I said, get on our email list so that we can uh, send you a, a daily reason for Thanksgiving, between now and Thanksgiving. Uh, we also are posting these on our blog that Rocky wrote explaining this. That's also on our website. And also, I don't know if you guys have caught it, but we are on the Bible app, the Version Bible app, which is on, on anyone who has a smartphone. Uh, the Version Bible app is over a million people, I think, uh, have that on their phones. And we uh, were fortunate enough to be guided and get an opportunity to uh, put some of our devotionals on the Bible app. And we've already got, gosh, over 23,000 subscribers to just the Influencers Global Ministries uh, devotionals, which mm-hmm. and it's growing fast, like every day, 400 new subscribers every day. So uh, if you go to the Bible app on your phone, the Version Bible app, and just search Influencers Global Ministries, you'll find some of our reading plans. And, and we have a 40 Forty day reading plan that coincides with this forty days of Thanksgiving. So, uh, encourage you guys to to look up that. So, you know, Brian, we are our discipleship ministry. Yes, and everything we're doing uh, revolves around discipleship. But everything we're doing about our discipleship is driving a person into close proximity with Christ. That's right. Because that's where true discipleship is developed. That's right. That's where a disciple is formed. Right there. That's right. And anything we do is just trying to hook them up with the king. We're just messengers. That, that's right. That's right. So anyway, check all those things out, and uh, we look forward to uh, visiting you on a future podcast. Again, I'm Brian Craig, Executive Director. I've been your host today, and I'm going to keep encouraging you out there to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you out there. me.